0: Let's sit and talk with Freema. Today we have on Michael Teague. Um, he's actually a cougar along with me. Um, he lived in Harlem, I believe it is, and then he came down to the south around seventh grade, if I'm not mistaken, and now he is in a successful business, he's in the sales industry, and I just want to pick his brain because I know it takes a certain type of individual to be a salesperson, you know, you got to have that drive, you got to have that umph, you got to have a certain type of mentality. So we're going to dig in with Michael T, as we call him, and and see how he was able to transition, how he became successful, and all those good things that comes along with it. And again, thank you guys for tuning in. I really do appreciate it on this great Sunday. And you know what I asked? Did y'all cook anything good today? I didn't cook anything at all, did I cook breakfast? No. I didn't cook anything. My kids are a little older, so they're able to, you know, go in the kitchen and do their thing. However, once we finish here, I will go pick up something, you know, um, for them to eat. I just haven't decided exactly what that would be. So we're just waiting for Mike T to join us and then we'll go ahead and add him on. Um, but did anyone cook today or anything? No one cooked? Anybody buying anything? Give me some suggestions on what I should buy for dinner because I don't feel like cooking. Hello, Melvin. Melvin said hello everyone. So we're just waiting on I'ma send you a request um and see. Oh, you know what I need to do too? Cut my um my thing down right. mm-hmm. Give me one moment. All right, so he should be on shortly. Um, You know, let's sit and talk with Freema, even though I'm not on that actual page. But hopefully the individuals that always come on with us are on. I broke my tripod. I don't know how I did it. I'm so clumsy. So thanks to the donations. I can go purchase another. And then also there's this app um, that James Patterson was telling me about. So kudos to James for sharing that. Um, I'm going to purchase that so we'll be able to be more... Um, I don't know. I know I'm not sound crazy when I say this news-like. I don't know where the names can come up and all that good stuff. So, we're going to try something new over the next week or two. So, just bear with us. Thank you guys for your donations. It's greatly appreciated. I'm able to upgrade a little bit. I'm at Walmart. I want cold cuts for dinner. That sounds good. That sounds good, Melvin. I might do me a sub or something Um, for dinner. Um... Michael Teague, if you're on, I don't see you on, honey. We're just waiting for you. I sent you a request, um, so I'm just waiting for you to come on so I'm able to add you. But yeah, if you like what I'm doing, make sure you send donations to the Cash Out Let's Sip and Talk, and I think I have a request from him. Fingers crossed, people. mike how you doing hey miss jeffrey how you doing i'm doing good i'm doing good so um before we begin i want to make sure no one hears any echoing or nothing crazy going on somebody give us a thumbs up and make sure we're good mike you can hear me well on your end i can hear you okay all right so i was telling them a little about you um you know how we were able to meet Um, you came down, they can see you really good. It's probably feel like your head chopped off because it's two screens, but they still can see you. (laughs) Um, I was telling them a little how you came down, you know, kind of seventh grade and now that you're successful. And I did tell them that it takes a special kind of person to be in the industry that you're in. You know, you got to have a certain type of drive, motivation and all that good stuff. So Mike, if you don't tell, if you don't, if you don't mind, tell us a little about yourself.
1: All right. Well, I mean, successful, I guess it's different levels of success. So yeah. I don't really want to kind of give myself that total credit at this at this time. Uh, and I, I mean, I explained to you why. I believe that, you know, as long as I'm, as long as I still keep the mindset of not being every, I mean, exactly where I want to be, it just, continue, it just pushes my drive to continue to do more. So I, I try not to, to, to jump straight into that. But anyway, um, originally from harlem new york but i moved down here as you know in the seventh grade mm-hmm. so that was kind of a, a, a real transition um so after that point i just adopted the south carolina personality and i mean from the car into the car business i always say that i took my southern hospitality that i learned since i've been out here and mixed it with my harlem hustle and just made it into a career okay. so that's kind of <laughs> That's kind of my motto behind what, what, what I'm doing. So as far as um, originally from, like I said, Harlem, New York, um, my, it's a little, it goes a little bit deeper as far as like my upbringing. Mm-hmm. My, my mom, she basically, I, I didn't really know her. She passed away when I was like seven years old. Oh. But living in that, yeah, but uh, that's cool. But living in that time um, in Harlem, heroin and crack was kind of like the new, was was kind of like the new opioid. So nobody really kind of understood the drug. So nobody really understand the drug. They just tested it out. And, and you know, she happened to be a victim to one that tested it out. That um, kind of put her in a position to where she um contracted HIV. And when she contracted HIV, she then passed away. Um, so my actually my dad took us in when I was um about five years old and we moved and we, we actually we actually were born in the Bronx but we were actually raised in harlem so when i at five years old i moved to harlem and um and then just kind of just navigating my way through i have like i have four sisters that was actually with me at the time and my father and um and, you know, just growing up in that environment at the time it was like you know I didn't I didn't, I didn't I didn't even think it was bad so um but as growing up, I realized that it probably wasn't the best situation. I mean, you know, seeing people murdered, or mm-hmm. just um, and even 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 with elementary school, you know, at doing that time, it was it was a real struggle because in 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 Harlem at that time, you know, the schools was overpopulated. So the schools being overpopulated, regardless if you passed or not, they just promoted you because the classes <laughs> would then be too, yeah, the classes would then be too. There'd be too many kids in one class so i struggled real i struggled i mean tremendously when I moved to the south because reading was i was i was behind in reading mm-hmm. i mean i was behind math, so i had to really kind of buckle down and kind of adjust to learning um so and, and that created the cram thing to where anything that i wanted i just had to cram it in to figure it out before that test came along to learn how to do i mean to the past or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, so, um, so that's kind of a little, a little bit of the background of my of my childhood um as far as the car business I mean I guess you you can you can ask questions yeah I
0: so I, I do want to ask you before you actually move on to the um, car business um, when you can A culture shock for you? Did you did that tend to make you want to act out because you felt you were kind of behind or anything, or you just kind of you kind of held strong and did what you had to do? How did it make you feel as a child? You know that had to move to something totally different.
1: You you good at this? That was a great question. All right. (laughs) So um, when I when I first got down here, man, it was listen, real talk. My first friend. My first friend down here was um resting.
0: Okay. Crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway, rest in peace, Chris. Um, when I got to when I got to Element, well, when I got to Edisto, it was a a, tri- uh, a big culture shock because I grew up in a mixed, a mixed culture, like far as like living in Harlem, it's Puerto Ricans, Blacks, Whites, it's everything. But when I came to Edisto, first of all, y'all had a yellow bus. And you take that yellow bus to a damn school with gates around it. And then when you get into the school at lunchtime, you segregate it. You segregate yourselves. You yes. know, like the blacks sit on one side, the whites on the other. So I up top, I was like, yo, this is this is some some racist stuff. I'm yes. not really about this life. And then it was the yes man, yes, sir. I really wasn't about that either. So I, I struggled with in, in, in their eyes of respect because I wasn't saying yes man, yes, yes, mama, yes, sir because I'm already put in a situation where I'm not it's already looking like we're separated. So you wanna you wanna install into me a slave mentality saying, Yes ma'am, yes sir. And I'm like, nah. So I'm rebelling and getting written up behind it or getting discipline or getting you know disciplined behind it. And that kind of just you know pushed me farther back. Because now the teachers didn't wanna really teach me or didn't feel as if I I respected them to so where now, I'm a discipline problem. Right. Yeah,
0: so that's the difference with the grocery shop. Wow, wow. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know all of that, you know, as far as the difference with the yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And looking at it from your point of view, because we all did sit together at lunchtime and, you know, and the white sat together, the black sat together. So it was normal for us. But looking at it from your point of view, I could see how you felt that way. I never, hmm, I never thought of it that way. Wow, wow. I never thought of that. that way. Yeah. So to a little more positive, you know, things or whatever. So did you see yourself, you know, in I don't know, was it ninth, tenth grade? The guidance counselor maybe asked us, what do you want to do? Did you see yourself going down the road that you are at now? Like what drove you to that?
1: Um, nah, I didn't see myself going into the road as mm-hmm. I that I'm in now. Like you you know far as well let's say ninth 10th grade 11th grade i never made it to 11th grade (laughs) huh what you mean yeah i never made it remember i don't know if you remember we were we were supposed to graduate together but we didn't graduate together do you remember
0: that wow you know mike without telling our age you know that was kind of a decade or so ago (laughs) i didn't never realize that are you serious
1: Listen, so when I got to high school, as I told you, I struggled tremendously moving down here because I was so far behind. Mm -hmm. So when I got to high school, the teeth, you know, I I didn't have the, I'm going to shout out to Mrs. Wright. You know Mrs. Wright, Sherry's mother? Yes, yes. So Sherry's mother in middle school used to tutor me after school all the time. And that's when I was in middle school. So now when I got to high school, because that's how I got through middle school, that's that's how I got through high school you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. All right, so now when i got to high school um well my hormones start to change i i'm i'm really i'm really interested in other things other than just school right. <laughs> right. and i was already kinda, i was already kind of behind so now i'm really behind because i'm chasing the wrong thing instead of chasing the right thing so as and then and, and then at edisto we had the a day b day thing right. right so where like if you get behind in any way at in one class that is going to just it's just gonna roll it's just gonna roll, roll. So, I, so i never so i never passed ninth grade I never passed i i, I never I, and i got into tenth grade when y'all was in 11th grade so I failed because i was i had classes that I was behind them you got me so now when y'all was going to graduate, I knew that I wasn't no, it wasn't no, I didn't have no way to graduate. I was too far behind. So I knew that if I stayed there, it was going to be too tough for me to to actually even try to finish. Mm-hmm. And then my dad came to school. My dad came to school. Um, who was the guidance counselor at that time? Do you remember? Her name was Mrs. Um, Ooh. Mrs. Pinkney. Mrs. Pinkney? Right, Ms. Pinkney. Right. So listen, so listen to this. So my dad came to school. She hit me up and she, um, my dad came to school because Ms. Pinckney called a, a parent conference. So when she called the parent conference, um, Ms. Pinckney said to my dad, like, I don't think your son is going to make it out of high school. So what we need to be doing is we're paying him for a job court." Mm-hmm. So my dad is disciplinary. Like he's not even, he wasn't big on education, but he was real big on discipline. So he said to Ms. Pinckney, I don't give a damn. My son ain't dropping out. He ain't going no job course, so y'all need to figure it out. And when I heard that, that kind of ignited something in me because I, I never heard my dad talk about education in any way. Right. Uh, or him wanting me to graduate. So um, so that 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 just lit a flare up in me. So at that time, as I, I told you I was gonna graduate, you guys, so I had to figure a way to to graduate. So y'all graduated, and instead of me staying at Edisto, I transferred to OW. So now i'm a saw I'm, I'm now a junior at this time when y'all graduated you got me mm-hmm. i in edison ow had a block schedule 8ab day and then when i got there shout out to mrs persna mrs Firstner took me in her office when i first got there and she looked at my transcript now you know like you know how you got the 4.0 the 3.0s, right. the 2.0 y'all was like a negative five I was so far behind. So Ms. Pickney looked at the paper um, and threw it up and said, don't worry about this. We're going to focus on you right now. Um, you behind, but you can catch up. And you can graduate this year if you do the things that I tell you to do. And before this, I actually went to summer school to get two more classes to be considered a junior. But I just needed eight credits to graduate. So when I got to OW, they had the A day, B day thing. And that means you saw the same teacher every day. Right. You, know, you got me? Mm-hmm. So when you see the same teacher every day, it was like, it was easy to me because I, you know, I cannot forget, I cannot get behind because if the same teachers owe me every day about my homework, I ain't got no choice to bring in. Right. But so, so anyway, I didn't end up just passing all the classes, getting my eight credits and I graduated the year behind. So I didn't graduate
0: with you guys. I don't see how I missed that, Mike. Wow. (laughs) Wow, that tells me I'm getting in people's business too much. I'll be in my own zone. (laughs) But, you know, I want to commend you, you know, for even sharing that. Because, honestly, I don't know how I missed that. I I don't know how I missed it. You know, and to be honest with you, Mike, I never, like, even seen you. I I never knew you were falling behind. I never knew you were struggling. Like, I always saw this positive young man you know and i'm speaking from now you get what i'm saying i always saw this positive young man who who had it together like you put on a a great you put on a great face i must say you really did and and i
1: tell you i live by that though like i always say like you know social media nobody's really your friend you know everybody is is an audience and it's entertaining Mm -hmm. so to being as entertaining as it is people want you to win but a great bit of people don't want you to succeed Mm -hmm. So if I'm not wanting you to succeed, my 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 drive and my energy comes from knowing that I feel like everybody's watching me. So before you see me fall, you're gonna see me die. Mm-hmm. So I, I I would never put out anything that's negative. That's why you never see any negative things on my posts or on my comments. I try my best to keep positive energy and I live up a positive energy. Like I believe if you basically if you put out I, I believe what you put out is what you get back. Absolutely. So one story, real quick. I saw a friend from high school, and ever since high school, he was talking. Every time I see him, talking negative. When I saw him this time, just probably about three weeks ago, dang man, Mike, I broke my finger. I, yeah, it's just going. And I'm like, yo, be like, in my mind, I'm like, yo, I believe that you are speaking all this bad stuff on yourself. So as long as you speak good things and you always think positive, positive things happen.
0: Right, so I strongly I strongly agree. It doesn't hurt to be positive, you know. Like, why do we have to feed this negative energy or put this negative energy out there? You know, in the world, to me, you know. Um. So, Mike, uh, I mentioned as far as what motivated you or what what got you to where you are today. What 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 woke you up and say, hey, you know what? I want to be the best car salesman out there because you're damn good at it, Mike. So, like, what drove you to do that?
1: um just God's grace man like ever since I was a kid I always stopped and dodging raindrops so you know from gr- growing up the way I grew up I've never been in positions where I've been shot I've been I've never been molested I've never had anything go in my life that should have probably happened in my life mm-hmm. and you know God has just always just put me in the right places at the right time and I I it had nothing to do with me you know like I I don't really take the credit for any success that I have, I always put it on God. I mean, and then on top of, it, I gotta pray. I gotta pray my mom too. Well, my stepmom um, is, is 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 um is a is a part of my life. Right. And ever since I was a kid, um, I mean, ever since I moved down south, um, and I got into this business, she 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 prayed over me and she said, everything I touch is gonna turn to gold. So with with everything I touch, and everywhere I go, it tends to things things tend to happen and I don't take the credit for it I mean I'm always put in environments where I have good I have a good um, I have good co-workers right. that 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 kind of um that kind of compliment me and I compliment them and I really believe in working hard because like I said in my mind I'm broke I'm not I'm not successful any at any given day things can change nice. things can turn around. Right. So, so I'm still living, you know, I'm still living like you live and I'm not no different from the next person. I just I just found a a, a career that, that that makes that that's fruitful that's fruitful to me mm-hmm. and I, I don't know do anything else. So that's so that's what it is. It, that's what keeps me going.
0: Yeah, but it takes a certain type like I'm gonna be honest, Mike. Um before doing what I was doing previously, well what I'm doing now and previously, I was a mission coordinator. Prior to that, I, I was in sales. You know, and that's not me because the first no I get, or the first, now nah, let me think about it. I'm leaving you alone. I'm never coming back to you. You know, so it takes a certain type of person to be able to sell a product or or you know, like uh interact with individuals and, and all the okay. plethora of personalities. You get what I'm saying? So it takes a certain type. All
1: right. So I get your question now. All right, so sales is education back in the days it was sales so now you're no longer selling you're always educating once you once i educate you on something you become interested in it gotcha. and once you're interested in it once you're interested in it i no longer have to encourage you i i i just i, I lay back something in your brain this is just this is just experience mm-hmm. something in your brain kicks off and it's endorphin it's no different than getting high you ever went into a shoe store and tried on some shoes and then the shoes that you have on right now look old as hell yeah okay so that's the same thing so in a car business yeah. The, yeah so in the car business the transfer of energy is even deeper because now i'm making you i mean your decision is a decision for your safety for your reliability for your way of life or how you're gonna you know how you how you're gonna how you're gonna continue to feed yourself or or get to wherever you need to get to so it's an easy transition so i just at one point it was about a grind like, okay, well, I need to be there. I need to get in front of people to make, make them make decisions. And then it become more, and then it became more of a psychology. I don't have to, to, to do all of that because I know that you came in for a reason. Even if you say no, even if you say no, that means that you're saying no to something that I need to find out why I always say to people, I always say to my, cause I train myself, I train my salespeople, the new people that, the new people that I get all the time. And I always say it's like, you know, finding out finding out what a customer is not interested in is always a tough way. It's always tough because it's kind of like asking your girl, asking your girlfriend or asking your wife. It's like asking my fiance, right? What's wrong? When I ask her what's wrong, she say what? Nothing. Damn right. So now, <laughs> when, she <say> nothing, <laughs> so now when she say nothing, I can I I can go right at her. I can go right at her and say, What do you mean nothing's wrong? Like i know something wrong i know you i know you're not feeling good you need to tell me what's wrong with you right so with a customer is different i can't ask that question right if i ask that question they're going to feel as if i'm being intrusive they're going to feel as if i'm I'm invading their personal space Mm -hmm. so now i have to find a way but when they when they come up with an objection to say well i want to think about it i have to find what they need to think about so i always i always understand and and acknowledge okay well i'm just saying you need to think about it So, what you're thinking about it, um, tell me this. I always try to get a yes out of the no before I go into finding out what's wrong. So, tell me this. Do you like, how'd you like, what'd you think about the car? Well, I liked it. Okay, well, great. And then I go back to the numbers and figure out, well, what is wrong with the numbers without asking them what they need to think about? Because eventually they're going to tell me, well, I don't think you're giving me enough of my trade. Well, I think the payments are too high. Well, I think the price is too high. And once you give me, once you give me any of those objections, you got me? I now know what you need to think about. And I now need to figure out how can I help you out to make this transaction more comfortable for you. So mm. the, idea of, um, the idea of what you're telling me about, you know, you got in the sales, when somebody says, no, you turn off. All right? So my idea with you, if you was in sales with me, I would say instead of you turning off, you need to turn on. If that means they have an interest in something. It may not be that, right You're here for a reason. Right, you just have to. It's, it's a no different than anything else. Like in life, you just have to push past the obstacle, and that's kind of how it happens.
0: So, Mike, um, I remember—I don't know if this is a couple years ago—where <clears throat> you held up a, a poster board. You were saying, um, what, "What exactly was it?" You were giving hugs. You were doing something um, with this poster.
1: <laughs> it was free hugs. I um I started this nonprofit organization called Pushing for a Purpose. That's what happened.
0: Pushing for a purpose.
1: And, um, yeah, pushing for a purpose. That was literally like one day I was in the house and me and my me and my fiancee we were um talking and I said um, you know I wanna I wanna do something to give back. uh you know I I feel I felt as if I, I I was making decent money and and I felt as if. You know, at least people that's people that's less fortunate than me that I can look out for. And I remember being in a child that was less fortunate in some instances. So so we, I came up with this thing called and I woke up one day, I was cutting the grass, and I said, you know, I can to, to give back, I don't want to really just give it straight in my pocket. Right. I want to start to do something to um to to make the money to give back. Because in that way it would have more purpose. So when I'm giving this money out, I'm emotional about it. I'm really serious about it because it's not coming from the, I felt as if the easy money I was making at work, this shit came from, cause I, you know, as you, as people think, car salesmen, they just sit behind a, te- they sit behind a desk. They don't mm-hmm. really do any manual labor. So I said, well, I'm gonna put some, manual- I'm gonna get in my pushing lawnmower and at this time I had, a- so I'm pushing lawnmower and put it in the back of my Mercedes in the trunk of my Mercedes <laughs> and go to people's houses and let them know like, Hey, I want to cut your grass, but the money that you give me is going straight to a donate, straight to a donation to a less fortunate kid. And um, the minimum donation is ten dollars. I learned real fast. People cheat me. Like they, I was going up to big yards, and they was like, "All right, ten dollars." I'm like, "Yo!" So I now start to know who's doing that. <laughs> so, so I stopped knocking on big yards' doors. I, anybody with a big yard, I wouldn't knock at their door. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> but anyway I started to um so when I would when I would um when I would make up to $500 when I would when I, when I then would make $500 I would then take that money and I would go to a school and and, and I would ask the school can I sponsor one of the kids the the, the um the requirements were that um they wrote a letter and tell me what they would do with the $500, but not knowing that they're gonna get it, um, they had to—they—they—they they, they they basically um, had to be—they couldn't have any disciplinary issues at that time, and they had to be in the—and um, they, and they can can't—and they—and they have to be in the ninth grade because the ninth grade, you in that transition of you really can't work, yeah, because you're too young, you know. Um, and and also another requirement was that um that that they were less fortunate that the, that the teachers saw some of their struggle. So um so then I would get the I, I would get the blessings from the school and and they would and they would um the letters would come to me and whichever letter touched my heart is the child that I would look out for. And that's kind of what it was. But the, 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 the free hugs was just a part of it. The free hugs is yeah. just one guy woke up and I had this organization. I said, you know what? I saw the free hugs on um online what from that other guy i remember his name and i tell you how that how it happened i, I ended up going downtown with Waters, whatever and this day was a clan rally a clan rally a KKK. Klan rally. KKK. wow and i even know it i swear i didn't even know it i just went down there to give <laughs> to give our bottle waters to give free hugs <laughs> next thing i you know I'm, I'm hugging i'm hugging all type of people and and the a, and a cops gave me a hug when the cop gave me a hug he embraced me i
0: almost cried i said damn this is this is deep yeah (laughs) so wow so did anybody quote you on a negative level being that you were out there
1: really great question great question i got so much hate emails or 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 messages to my inbox from it being shared because you know our people sometimes don't support that you know they they support they 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 figure you know you being a a cold, you know, you you being, you what do you call it? Um uh what do you call it? Like when they call you something that when you sucking up to the white man? So, oh like, being an
0: ass kisser or uh a, a,
1: yeah. I don't know. Like, like
0: a, a sellout, okay. a sellout, a sellout.
1: Correct. Like like I'm being a sellout of something and, and and real talk, like I didn't even know that was going on. But regardless of me not knowing it was going on, if I knew it was going on, it wouldn't change anything. Right. I don't believe in I don't I, you know, I, I definitely I, I understand. That there's races out that, that people are that there are people that's racist. But I also believe that there's good people and I believe that there's bad people. In my mind, 80% in the world is bad. The 20% is good. So regardless of the 80% that's bad, regardless of the color, it's 20% that's good. And that's the only people that I'm really trying to encounter with. If you're negative, if you're bad, that's cool, you be that. So I don't really have a color barrier in my mind. So when you call me a coon or a sellout, that's cool. I'm just a good dude in my mind, so I don't right. care about the color or anything else. So yeah, I got a lot of negative stuff in that, but it was cool. I I, I love them still. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Like you say, I agree with that 100.
0: percent And uh, me and my friends talk about that all the time. You know, you can be a good person, and I don't know how to say this. You can be a good person to me, but if I realize you're not such a body else, and when I say a good person, I don't necessarily mean like. Financially, or anything of that sort, but I mean just treating people as they should be treated. I, I see that you do kind of sideways things to other people, but you're treating me awesome. I still have an issue with that because you're not as who you portray to be. You get what I'm saying? So that plays a part. Mike, I want to ask you, and you don't have to answer this question if you don't want to. Um, what are your thoughts on everything that is going on, has been going on with this whole Black Lives Matter or, you know, with the, the the police brutality. Again, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but what what's going through your head at a time like this? I,
1: yeah, I, I say it all the time. Like, I mean, I, I feel it all the time. Like I said, there's 80% of the people out there that's bad and it's 20% that's good. Um, we well first of all black lives definitely matter wow. i mean the reason why it's so, the reason why it's so stressed is because growing up you don't you don't, really, you don't you don't really hear that or you don't really know that so what it what needs to be told is that you are you know you are you you, you are smart you you are intelligent you know your life matters you know so um with the movement in the black lives matter I, I I believe in it. You know, I believe in it for the positive things, not for the negative things. Not for the clout, not for the people that's going out there and protesting. What was really impressive to me is when we had that Million Man March down here in Columbia and how many of us came together. Right. And it was a positive, it was, it was a positive, it was positive results. It wasn't no looting. It wasn't no, no, no fighting the cops. It wasn't no, right. you know, doing anything that was, that was disrupting the neighborhoods. So I, I, I definitely believe in that. Now I'm not. For the fighting the cops, but I'm definitely not for the cops killing us. Right. You know, and I believe that I believe that our skin color breeds intimidation, and 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 with them breed with it being with them being intimidated at some points, they then sort of they then sort of stereotype us, and with them stereotyping us, the first the only thing they can do is kill us, and that's that, 80%, and that's the eighty percent. I mean, some things are some things are unnecessary eight times. Somebody, you know, you shooting a man eight times. Come on, I mean, your training, your training, should put you in a better mindset to say, okay, well, I wanna, I wanna disable him. I don't wanna kill him. Right. You know, you, you putting your foot in your, you, you putting your knee on another man's neck and feeling his spirit leave his body. Hmm. You understand that? You putting your knee on a man's neck and you feeling his spirit leave his body. You that eighty percent? That, 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 I understand. I understand you white. But regardless of, regardless of any color, you 80 percent, you bad. You bad. So I understand, you know, I understand is good and is bad. I don't put a color on it. I just put, a, I just, I just put what you are, you know. So and, and I'm not saying I'm the perfect angel in no way. I'm not perfect, you know. But I strive to just try to be a decent dude. I'm not gonna and and integrity is everything to me. I always think about like regardless if you watching or regardless if you know. I always think about like, would this be right or wrong? And when I'm, is this right or wrong, when I'm in a situation by myself? Right. If I feel it's right, you know, I try to make a better. I try to make the best decisions. I do, but but, but the, the Black Lives Matter movement, I I'm for in a positive way. The negative thing, the negative things that come out of it, I'm not really about. um, the the cop the cops brutality and I think that our skin color fit I, I think that our skin color breeds fear and I believe that it breeds intimidation and I believe that it brings it brings stereotypical situations and I also believe that sometimes it's a fear of them thinking that we're gonna we're gonna eventually put them in a similar situation that we were in right other than that, I I just want to hug B so I'm just giving free hugs out.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I wish we had more positive individuals out there like you. Like I said, Mike, I always did see you as that type of person. Um, you know, when I first met you as a positive individual. So just remain humble and and who you are and strive for greatness. You know what I mean? There's no limit um to the things that we can succeed on. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with us, Mike, before we see if we got any comments out there? Um uh, no? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's your interview. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm doing whatever. Gay? Um, okay. I'm seeing, um, I see Stacy says, same way with her. When she moved from Chicago, she was raised to say, yes, ma'am. She wasn't raised to say, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, and she was always in trouble. So I can imagine it is a culture shock, you know, moving from the city to what we consider a little country town of Cordova. Mm. Um, let's see. I think that's pretty much, um, they were saying Uncle Tom and Coonan. Was that the word you were talking about?
1: Mostly, mostly Uncle Tom, not really cooning. I think they call white people coons. They were calling Black people. They was calling me Uncle Tom. Okay, that's, okay,
0: that's <laughs> what they said. They said Uncle Tom and then somebody said Coonan. Um, but wow, but you stood your ground and you didn't let people take you to a negative level or whatever. So kudos to you, Mike, as a, um, you know, as a a father, you know, of a, of a black child, you know, Mm -hmm. like, do you, what conversation would you have with him if he was of age right now?
1: I don't even know what I would have with him of age. I know what I have with him right now. You know, I know what I'm trying to prepare him for. For his future you know so my 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 mindset is never the future of it my mindset is now like you know being an active dad every day is kind of uh, uh a new day you know and um and, and one thing that me and my fiance always talk about is us loving someone so much is it's kind of scary you know like with us having a son it's like the only thing we want to do is make sure that he's okay Right. You know, I'm not even talking. I'm not talking about financially. I'm not talking no, about. No, I get like, it. Yeah, just, 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 just physically, like, and, and not anybody ever, not, not, not anyone ever messing up that, that, that good spirit, that, that innocence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you have a <laughs> child, and, and, and it's so crazy, like we're dealing with daycare sometimes, you have to trust them with your kid, and 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 with having to trust them with your kid is kind of like saying, "Okay, well, I'm gonna kill you if you mess with my kid." <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm not, I, you know, we, I'm not in the understanding place of, of just like, you did something to my son and there's a video about it. Nah, you did something to my son and there's a video of you on you know, TV with my hands behind my back, smiling for the smiling for the the mugshot. Yeah, you know, like that's just what it is. So, um. The, the idea of him growing up is scary. It's, it's really scary because the love is so deep. Mm. And, and I and I, I've been a low-abiding citizen all my life. That's the only thing that I think that can take me into another place. Yeah. So that's where it's, it's scary. So um I just try to make sure that I just focus on giving him positive energy and then let him know what's right and what's wrong. And, and eventually he grows up to be a good a, a good a, a great citizen. And I believe that you know has God how God how god protected me i know that he's going to protect him in the same way and if and if it, and if he doesn't that's just the, that's that's that's
0: just that's that's his god's plan you know that's Plan. that's life yeah you're right um i see um Ray said harder for males than females to a certain point he said harder what for is- males than females
1: what does that mean? What
0: does he mean by that? I'm assuming you're saying El Ray with everything that's going on in the society that we live in. Correct me if I'm wrong. We'll just wait for him to respond. But um that's what I'm assuming he's saying, but I think to a certain level. Um, you know, just I, I different saying, yeah, different situations, but it's still kind of hard for us females out here as well. And I, I don't I don't and, and who's that said it? I'm sorry. Who's his name? Um El Ray.
1: Yeah, El-Ray, um, I really don't put agenda on on life. I mean, everybody has their, their, their struggles, you know, and I know that sometimes it can seem like it's hard, but I mean, trust me, everybody, I mean, white, black, green, female, male, we all got our struggles. We all deal with our own personal issues. So, I mean, you can't never measure what's harder or what's easier for this person, that person. You just need, you, you just need to focus on individual, yourself, and not to say that you're not. I'm not saying that you're not. You're just but that speaking in general. I'm sorry?
0: I said you're just speaking in general, not to anyone specifically.
1: Yeah, I'm just speaking in general. You need to, to focus on yourself and try to make your life as, as prosperous as it could be. Right. Don't compare.
0: That's true. That's a true statement. Well, Mike, again, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you sharing your story. Honestly, I didn't know it was going to go that deep, you know. So kudos to you for really giving us a background on you and sharing your real life. I appreciate that. And as I always say, people, if it's someone out there that feel like your story you want to share, please inbox me. We can tell this story together. You know, it may help someone else. You just never know. So don't think your story is nothing to be told. If you went through something, let's share that with the people. Let's help our generation, our younger generation. Elroy um, said, "Drugs rule, though these young men at the moment." Um.
1: And hey, listen to this. Listen to this. The world goes round and round. Crack ruled my mom. <laughs> you know, heroin ruled the '80s. Yeah it's regardless of what happens it goes round and round you just have to individualize yourself and anybody that's with you and put them on the 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 best path you can put them on yeah like it's always going to be something it's never going to be an easy situation i don't think if that's the case it's the the success rate and the poverty rate won't even be a won't even be a rate everybody will be successful or everybody would be right or everybody would be non not successful so i don't so so el ray what's his name
0: el ray i'm
1: sorry yeah so el ray forget the negative forget the, the 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 drug rape and everything else if everybody just individualized themselves and focused on themselves i promise you the the world would be a better place yes sir. i'm sorry i'm not trying and i'm not trying to 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 dismiss what's really going on in the world i just believe in holding yourself accountable and just success comes from just 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 always pushing the envelope and never really just paying attention to everything else that's going on around you unless it's something positive right i'm sorry i still love you bro (laughs)
0: he said true statement he understands it's always positivity on that sip and talk mic we don't tolerate the you know we keep it real but that's that's true because that's where a lot of us mess up at we always whether it's something large or small we always worry about the next person when we still need to work on ourselves we need to work with our children to make sure they understand what's going on to make sure they're a better version of themselves So like you said, if we stop focusing on the negative and what's going on out there and make sure our household and ourselves are doing what we have to do, it's one by one. Household by household, we can make this thing a little better than what it is, but it'll never be perfect, never be perfect.
1: Yeah, and and understand everybody's on this thing. I'm no, by no means a perfect individual. I mean, me and my fiance argue. Sometimes when it comes down to discipline my son, I can take it overboard and you know and, and sometimes, you know, I can I can not even be at work when it comes down to supervising my my um my my, my employees or, or my coworkers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I sometimes don't make the best decisions or the right decisions. Right. You know, but I'm I I still try to strive to be a better person every day. So by so so for nobody that's on this, please don't think that Mike is acting like he did. Nah, mm-hmm. not at all. I'm just I'm just I'm just speaking with so hard. That's it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, I thank everyone for tuning in. Mike, again, I really do appreciate this. Um, make sure y'all share, because this was definitely um, a story that needs to be told. You know, people can learn from this. He said a lot of good things that need to be heard. Um, a lot of self-love going on here. We love it. We appreciate it. And everybody, as we always say, peace and love. All right. Thank man. you, Fremont. Good job
1: too. Keep on going.
0: Thank you so much. All
1: right. All right.
0: Go on.